Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Looking for a way to build daily prayer discipline? Seen the rise in mindfulness meditation, but not sure if it is possible to meditate in a way that's consistent with your Catholic faith? Just looking for a way to breathe new life into your existing prayer routine? No matter what you're looking for, Hollow is here to help. Hollow is a Catholic prayer and meditation app that helps users deepen their relationship with God through audio-guided contemplative prayer sessions. From meditations on the daily gospel to the rosary to daily examines, Hollow has something for everyone. Hollow is the number one Catholic app in the U.S. It is free to download and has permanently free content, but you can also check out all of the premium sessions for 30 days, risk-free, by signing up at www.hollow.app/breadbox. Good morning, Philip. Good morning, Ricardo. Not talking about chess today, all right? When you get to my age, you feel more like telling stories. There was a, a sister, Mary Ellen Collins, at the seminary, and she made it her goal to teach me to sing. And wh- why am I speaking about singing? Because I'm tempted to sing today. With the gospel that we are singing today, yes. I was this guy coming from Spain, hardly speaking English and with a stronger accent than even the one you can appreciate these days. <laughs> and I, I went to the the first Christmas that we had at the seminary, first Advent at the seminary. You remember Father Steve Lampy? He's yes. still yes. an active priest who teaches scripture. And I was incredibly amazed because they sang this gospel with a song. I don't know if they sang the gospel or it was some part of this Advent Mass at the seminary. Again, coming from Spain, not knowing anything about the church in the U.S., and I was absolutely impressed. And it was one song based on this gospel that, I I mean, I was speechless for for another week at the very least. So it really moved you. Yes. Steve Lampy would remember this, I'm I'm sure. And it was a man and a woman, and I don't remember who the woman was, but an amazing song with this gospel. I just wanted to share this. An angel came from God to a town of Galilee. It's just to be clear. So is this more of a liturgical song? Yes. Interesting. I just remember that. My my singing is like my chess, not, not the best of things. So why don't we read the gospel and yeah. then we explain why we're reading this. So this coming Sunday is the fourth Sunday of Advent, the last Sunday of Advent before Christmas. And I'm going to read from where? We are reading from Luke's gospel, chapter 1, verses 26 to 38. The angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, he said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at what was said, and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. 
Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relations with a man? And the angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible for God. Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. An incredible gospel, uh, an incredible piece of literature, if you want. If the, it really is. If the gospels weren't anything else, you look at this piece, and this may be one of the most beautiful things ever written, I think. There's a poetic quality about it. It's, it's really beautiful. In the past, I have preached a couple of things with this gospel. It's a gospel that we encounter a lot during Advent, because either this or, or the visitation after this gospel is used massively. The Immaculate Conception, Our Lady of Guadalupe. We, we can read it many times. The, the reason why we're reading Luke's gospel is because Mark doesn't really have a, an infancy narrative. Right. So we have to get it from, from somewhere else. Matthew and Luke do have it, and, and Luke is much more poetic, as we just, as we just saw. Yeah. What stands out for me is, I really think this addresses a very significant issue, a significant concern, which is our relationship to God, answering of prayers, and kind of what God does and what we do. There's a sense out there among, I think, religious people, especially non-religious people, that, you know, if something bad happened, it's because God didn't intervene. Or because I didn't get that job and I asked God for it, that's, that that's God's fault. What I'm just captivated by, by this relationship with Mary and the angel, this Mary and God here, is the cooperation. She's a really active person. You, kind of, you get this sense. She's feisty, you know, and she thinks about this. She contemplates. But in the end, it's not just kind of magic touch from heaven, mm -hmm. but it's, it's her cooperating with God. And I just think about that always. God gives us grace, but we have to execute it. We have to make it real in our life. And too often we just sit and just wait, kind of like it's going to be this magic spell. And if it doesn't happen, we get upset with God. I don't know if that makes sense. That's I, solid Catholic theology. And yeah, I totally agree with you. You see that so beautifully with Mary here. I, I just love the the active nature of, of who she is here. That, uh, and sometimes it's a little different than maybe some of the, I think, the visual representations of this, that she's a little more kind of passive. And uh, no, she's, she's, um, she's got a, a real active role in this. And, and uh, speaking about representations, we, we tend to imagine Mary very uh, of, of some age. And here we have to remind people that a woman in Palestine would get married. Some people say 12, so we're going to say 14 to, right. <laughs> to bring it up a little bit. 
to the legal age of, of, of marriage for women in canon law. Is that 14? I think it was. <laughs> not now, to be clear, not now. A couple, a couple of things I've preached in the past about this is that we call this Mary's assent. Mary says yes, but she doesn't say yes blindly. She has questions and, and she's wondering about things. And then one of the most beautiful verbs that you will find in the whole of the gospel, Mary ponders. Yeah. And, and she will ponder yeah. several times. We'll find this, this fascinating verb more times. And, and pondering is fantastic because pondering is thinking about something in an active way, the, the, the way you said it. I have a friend who, that's the gospel we read on, on, on January 1st, the beginning of the year, Mary, mm-hmm. Mother of God. And she says that this reflection about pondering changed her life. So that's the power of the gospel, an amazing verb. And I think we all need a lot more pondering. We, we are reactive or we are passive. And here Mary is telling us how to be meditating in, in, in activity, which is, which is fantastic. And pondering those things that seem impossible, you know, pondering something really amazing. This is the sixth month for her who was called barren. Barren is such a, in English, kind of a, a really a, a strong word, but it stands out at least to me right now and kind of dealing with people as you are right now. It's been a really a difficult now 11 months and in so many ways. And there's a sense, I think, among some looking forward, you know, a, a barrenness, you know, perhaps a barrenness in kind of your emotional life, maybe your spiritual life right now. And um, how important it is, I think, really to embrace late Advent here, moving into this Christmas season of, of fruitfulness. And again, those things that seem impossible right now in my little world, but really are possible in the eyes of God. And it's, it's thanks to Mary's pondering and that pondering that we're all called to. So all the more reason this really stands out to me, especially this year. And finally, I would say part of what you were saying, I believe, can be applied in this gospel also. Um, she's going to be the, the, the mother of God, but the angel tells her, but now you have to do this. There is a, a piece of service that needs to be done. And, and Mary will go and visit Elizabeth immediately. It mm-hmm. will say right after this gospel, boom, she will move there. And it tells you also that our faith is, is one that calls us to, to, to move forward in service. And I think that's, that's a great gospel for that as well. Exactly. So in the Catholic Church, we have this tradition of novena. We are, we are meeting today nine days. I never know how they count it, if it's nine complete yeah. days. And there are some traditions around the, the novena for, for Christmas, at least in the Hispanic community. I remember this, the posadas that happen every night. Right. I don't know if it's exactly today that it begins or tomorrow. I never know how Filipino we count. Filipino community, too. How we count days, but... But we are acknowledging that that novena for for Christmas. I participated a few years ago in in one of the Sabangabi celebrations for Filipinos, which is just great. The tradition comes from the time the Spanish people were in the Philippines. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, we'll enjoy the last few days of this Advent season. Come to Mass this fourth Sunday of Advent, and then we'll get together next week just before Christmas is when we're going to sit down again. So I should hold my Merry Christmas for next week. Correct. See you there. All right. See you then. Finding someone on an online Catholic dating site shouldn't be like shopping for a blender. So why do most dating sites leave you feeling like you're shopping for a spouse? At Catholic Singles, we connect members through our unique user polls and activities, which help you discover other members and their personalities and interests. Because you're a person, not a profile picture. So stop shopping and start discerning. 
Trust your love story to the original Catholic dating site and use the promo code BREADBOX at checkout for 20% off at CatholicSingles.com.